So these TP parents are, are new and they're doing everything. And the mother says, my husband started, since we started TP, really, you know, giving money to my daughter to be able to buy things. But she runs out of money. She has needs and she's afraid to go to the father. So she comes to me and puts me in an awkward position because I get, I gotta go to my husband. I don't know how their finances work, but I gotta go to my husband and say, listen, I need more money for this. And, and then she's meanwhile waiting for an answer. And then, you know, okay, mommy has to speak to Tati and the, you know, if to like go speak to the bank manager and see if we'll get you the loan. We've signed some papers over here, donate a kidney. And it's a whole long thing each time. And, Dad is like, I'm giving, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do, but you know, there's, and there's, there's a process, right? There's paperwork it needs to be, and they have money, so it's not a money issue. It's like a, a question of how to deal with it. The father said, you know, I have a great idea. Either I take care of it or you take care of it. She shouldn't go to me and then go to you and then go to me and then go to you. You take care of it. I have no issue. I'll, I'll tell you what my etza was. My etza was that. The father should take her out for a beautiful romantic meal to a nice restaurant. Should buy her a beautiful bracelet or a necklace or a watch or a smart watch. Depends on the kid, whatever. Something beautiful. And should say, listen, I want to apologize to you. Somehow, somehow, for some reason, you are afraid to approach me. Somehow I created this hierarchy like I'm King Tut or King Achashverosh that if you're going to come and I didn't call you that I'm going to chop your head off and that you have to wait for the Sharvet Azov and then when you need something you're scared to approach me and you have to go to mommy. So I want to apologize to you for that. That is not part of our relationship anymore. You could always come to me. I'm always available for you. I'm always here for you. Me and mommy are both fully committed to you. And... If I'm not available, or if you're not comfortable, don't hesitate to go to mommy. And she has her hand in my pocket anyway, and she has access to all the money, and whatever we can do to help you, we are here. Take responsibility that you created a, a, a hierarchy. Take responsibility that your child is scared of you. Oh, that daddy's always going to be angry, or he says, "Not now. I didn't eat yet. I'm busy. I'm da ba 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 ba." Stop it! Don't be a scary person with any of your kids, even the healthiest of the healthiest of the healthiest kids. Why? Why are you scary? Chavetz Chaim was not scary. You don't get respect for, of your children if you're scary. That's the chapas, the happiest point of this. Is happiest the word? The most happy part of this whole thing is that those that are demanding respect, the kids don't respect them. And those that treat their children like friends and they give the children respect, those children forever respect their parents and they want to please them because Tati is so nice to me. You know that the Chavetz Chaim, he knew halacha. He wrote the book. I mean, literally, he wrote the book. He wrote Mishnah Bura. So he knew about Kavod and about and he was also the Gadol of the Dar. He let his children sit in his seat. He wasn't Makbid. All those things that you have to, you know, for your father, you don't sit in your father's seat. I don't know. In our family, it's like, we thought if you sit in your father's seat, you will be electrocuted. <laughs> it's the electric chair, no? We had such a pachad. Chavaz Chaim said, sit. He didn't need, I don't need your, I don't need that. Uh, in, I, I don't like to talk about myself personally. My kids will tell you. 
any kind of covet that you're supposed to give, I always say that's fake covet. I said, I don't want fake covet. I want real covet. Don't open the door for me. I'm not 600 years old. Don't not sit in my seat. That's fake covet. That's what it says. If you want to be nice to your father, you want something to drink. Very nice. Fake covet. I want real covet. So they asked me, what's real covet? I said, ah, that's for you to figure out. Figure out what would really make me feel respected. And one by one, over time, most of them figured it out. Figured it out. What makes me happy is not that you dress up for me, is not that you say that you stand up for me. I don't need that. I like, I'm a real kuvid zikr, a kuvid, raidif achar kuvid. I want the real kuvid. I want you to really respect me. I had a father that was here complaining. My kid doesn't respect me. My kid doesn't respect me. I told him, you know why? You're not respectable. You have anger problems. You treat your wife like garbage. You yell and angry at your kids. You don't have any money. You don't, you're not Matzliach. You're not a Talmud Chacham. <laughs> you talk Lush and Hara all day. I said, I'm sorry, but why don't you just give them something to respect? Well, I said it much nicer than that. <laughs> I'm not mean, but it's like, you know, like we demand respect. Once you have to demand respect, is that respect? It's fake. I demand that you like me. I demand that you respect me. When I enter the room, I demand, what are you, King Tut? You should get one of those costumes, walk in, and have like drums, boom, 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 and then one of those King Tut, and then a, a Trump made one of those, do they make those? Announcing Father! Father is home. Yes, Father, may I get you something to drink? I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. It's not 1600s anymore. Those days are gone. My father, since his family was was wiped out by the Nazis, so he was very close to Reb Shmuel David Wolken. And Reb Shmuel David Wolken, Zatzal, he walked my father down the chuppah with his wife. It was a very, uh, with, yeah, the, the walked down father, father, mother, mother, whatever. He walked my father down the chuppah and he said, when I grew up in Raden, he grew up in Raden by the Chavetz Chaim. I was a little kid. I was a slave to my parents. I was a slave to my father. My father would come in. I would run, take his shoes. I would go bring him his slippers. I would fill up his cup of glamour. He, he looked at me and I, I was a slave. But I always knew one day I'm going to have kids of my own. Uh-huh. I'm going to have these little slaves. But then I came to America. And now I'm a slave to my kids. <laughs> That's it. Those days are gone. Give me covet. I demand respect. Respect is not something you can demand. Once you demand it, it's not respect. It's not real. Real covet. Be respectable. Those people who are demanding respect, their kids don't respect them. They think, oh, father's always in a bad mood, and don't talk to me now, don't talk to me here, don't everybody's... They don't respect that. You want to have years of covet. You want to have them... You know, if you were standing in line at Chavetz Chaim, you would be scared. People titter. People were scared. What are you scared of? He was three foot six. He's not going to beat you up. He's a tiny man. What are you scared of? Yira is covered. You know, it's like amazing. The Nesiva Shalom says that there's Ahav and there's Yira. Love is higher than Yira. But then he says, really, the highest level is Yira. Which kind of Yira? Which kind of fear? Yira shalaitifkam esahava. That I, I'm scared to ruin this love. I'm so scared. I, I have such a love relationship with Hashem 
that I don't want to ruin it. That's real, real love. That's real relationship. You want your kids to have such a great relationship with you that they feel your love and your empathy and your sympathy and that you're with them and that you understand them. You're the biggest fan in the world. There's nothing that anybody else can say to them that you haven't said to make their heart feel warm. Nothing that anybody else can do for them that you didn't do for them to make them feel warm. They don't need anything from anybody else because they have mommy and daddy. That's our job. You know, like we always say the story, she usually sits where you're sitting, where this, this TP parent had a mom, uh, uh, this mom had a daughter who's very, very beautiful, and she was approached by a, a very wealthy guy. And he said, listen, you know, here's, I'll get you a credit card with your name on it. You know, you can come on my private jet and we're going to go around the world. He was doing that with her friend and he wanted to invite her along. <laughs> the women, a lot of wives are thinking, really? What's his number? <laughs> a lot of girls out there would say, you know, that's a good deal. Sugar daddy? Unlimited credit card. Now, her parents were not wealthy, but they did TP Mamish with Masira Snefish. Those of you who know, Masira Snefish, what they did for her. All their money was basically going to her. They paid for so many things that everybody would say, so extravagant. Why do you have to do so much? So why can't you ever say no? She told this guy, I don't need you. I have parents. They give me everything I need. And believe me, what, what she could have spent in one day on this guy's unlimited credit card was much more than what they were giving. Okay, they're not just, they don't need unlimited, unlimited. Give as much as you can. But not just physical, not just, not just financial, but, but make their, massage their nefesh. Massage their inside. Smile. Great to see you. You're on the phone. They walk in. You put down the phone. Either you hang up. Sorry, somebody very important is here. Right? Or you say, hang on one second. Somebody very important came into the room. Hold on one second. If you can't hang up, I don't care if you're on the phone with the President of the United States. 15 seconds. Big hug. How you doing? Sorry, I'm on the phone. That's if you can't hang up. That's if you can't spend time with them, right? My kids know I'm busy with group. They stay away from me. But when they call during group, they know they're first, right? You've seen my kids. What They know that they're first. They come first. Your kids come first. Okay, so there's a bunch of lessons to learn from all of that. Try to implement. And I know it's hard. It's so hard to implement. It's so hard to implement. But remember that. Those angry people that want everybody to respect them, and they want everybody to be careful of them and don't... Oh, I have a cute story. I have a friend of mine who's sitting at the table on Shabbos. He's a good friend of mine, but he's... You'll see. So we're sitting at this table on Shabbos, five guys together, right? And I'm going like this, you know. And he goes, could you stop that? That's really annoying. The guy next to me, I don't know, sneezed or blew his nose or something. And he goes, can you cut that out? It's really annoying. Then the guy was trying to get like behind him. He was like pushing him. Anyway, like in the span of like 20 minutes, he told all four of us, can you cut that out? That's real annoying. And then basically all four of us at the same time looked at him and said, can you cut that out? That's really annoying. <laughs> like he was the most annoying of, out of everybody being annoyed by everybody else. He, he had a problem with everybody. So he thinks like people are going to like him for that. People are going to respect him for that because he's putting his foot down. He's putting his foot down. It's, it's annoying. So people get angry and demand Respect. Don't get respect. 
Maybe they'll get some level of fear and then your kids will roll their eyes on the insides, you know, or wait till you turn around and they'll be like, oh, nut job. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Being your kid's best friend sounds so American. That's what the G'daylum say. That's what the G'daylum say from a hundred years ago. If you look at all the things I'm sending out, it's unbelievable. Yaakov Avinu calls his children Achim, brothers, my brothers. Right? And it says in the Shla, you can look it up. Oh, it's just the art site, right? He says that when you have children that are older, I'm not talking about a five-year-old, right? It's Kedai that the relationship should be like brothers. You can look up the exact Lushan over there. But we, we, we have to. I asked Gershon Edelstein, what changed? He said, basically, he said, jump in the lake. He basically said, you know, like, Tziudua. Every dar is different. He said, there's no small daicha anymore. Everybody, we grew up, small daicha, you min makarv. A little bit of rejection and punishment, put your foot down. People did too much of that, but okay. And then you min makarv, come here, I love you, I love you. And now he said, no more. Remember how he said it? Good, the kishmaka litvish yiddish. Sounds like Chinese. I was like, what? Now there is no small death. I was like, what? You just like ripped up like a whole part of our, what we know? Right? So we said, what do you mean? Even a healthy kid? So you would think, because we were talking about crisis, right? So you would think you would say, no, 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 I'm not talking about healthy kids. I'm talking about sick kids. He, he said, watch the clip. He's like, Healthy kid, well, and he's thinking about it. He's like, well, if the kid knows and understands, he has a hundred conditions. None of you are doing small daicha with those conditions. If he understands your intention, he's not upset, and he understands what you're doing, then maybe, maybe. It's like, they just, they know. The generation changed. The generation changed. They're not going to respect you when you give them those, those looks. Right? You give those looks that we got from our parents. Anybody get that look? Got that look? Somebody asked me, and what would have happened if you didn't listen? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> Who the heck wouldn't listen to a, to, to a, a look? So right? Who, I don't even know what would have happened. Why would I, why would I try to test that out? I got a look for crying, crying out loud. Right? You got a look. That was enough. I'm not talking about abusive parents. I'm a good parents. You're gonna, that's it. That's all it took. Now you try that on your kids. They're like, Tati, what's wrong with your eyeballs? <laughs> you have a twitch? You have a twitch? Something wrong with your face? Like, they don't, they don't think, what are you, sick? Like, why don't you use words? Use your words, Dad. Tell me what is, what's wrong, Mommy, what's wrong with his face? I think he's having a stroke. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> what's with your eyes? Why do you keep on making, it, it just doesn't, it's a different world. He says, now you just need to be so close to them. And when you're really close to them, you can boost them and you can protect them. It's also the secret of protecting children from predators. Protecting children from getting bullied. High self-esteem. My parents think I'm amazing. It's really hard with some of your kids because some of your kids are really not amazing. Nothing personal. But some of your kids are really stupid. I'm just saying some, not all of you, some of you, you know. And it's really hard. And God gives you these kids. And some of them are really like, you know, you want to kill them. You, you just want to kill them. Because they remind you of your spouse. Whatever reason. Remind you of, this, of the mother-in-law, the father-in-law. It's hard. Everybody can love and give 
admiration and respect to the good kids who don't need it. You know, a hundred, a hundred plus plus, oh, nachas beaming out of our eyes. It, those kids don't need it. It's the kid who's struggling.